Hello and welcome into another episode of the Esports Network podcast in partnership with Reuters. As always, I'm your host, Mitch Reams, and today we're talking about Edge. It's a new project from Vi Esports. To do that, I have Martin Rickman, Editorial Director for Dime and Uprock Sports, one of the partners of the events. He previously worked for SB Nation, Sports Illustrated, and many more stops. Martin, how are you doing? Not bad at all. Just uh, surviving the new normal. How are you, Mitch? Sounds about right. I'm doing all right for this Monday morning and not Monday, it's Wednesday. Wow, my brain is not doing all right. I like <laughs> um, for this Wednesday morning in Las Vegas. We're also joined from the Vi Esports side by Kyle Augustin Stock. He's the creative director of Vi Esports. People unfamiliar with the company, Vi Esports is a fairly new company, but they've worked with some really major partners, including Activision Blizzard and the Los Angeles Dodgers to design a fan experience based around esports. Kyle, thanks for joining the show as well. Thank you. So today, as I mentioned, we're going to be talking about Edge and also how it represents this confluence of all these gaming personalities and mainstream celebrities coming into the gaming world, especially during this pandemic. So what Edge is, is it's an acronym that stands for Experiential Development for Gaming and Esports, and it's holding a virtual launch event this Saturday, June 25th, from noon to 5 p.m. PT on edgelive.gg and the Twitch channels for Uproxx and GameStop, another partner. There'll be plenty of speakers and celebrities from LA at the event. On the esports side, FaZe Clan and Team Liquid will be speaking. And NFL players Derwin James for the Chargers and recently drafted Cam Akers for the LA Rams will be playing Madden and talking about how gaming shaped their lives in the NFL as well. There's also going to be a rapper and esports reps for some of the biggest esports collegiate programs in Southern California, including USC, UCLA, and UC Irvine. The entire event will be hosted by Jess Brohard, a commentator who specializes in shooters, including Call of Duty, Apex, and Siege. Even friend of the podcast, The Gamer Doc, will be the first speaker of the event to talk about mental health in gaming. And finally, on the brand side, GameStop is a strategic partner alongside Uproxx, and American Eagle has signed on as the presenting sponsor. All right, Kyle, did I miss anything? <laughs> I don't think so. There's, there's quite a bit to this first event, so we're very proud of it. But you did a great intro. Thank you. It's uh, it was a really cool event because it just keeps going on. You know, you got a full slate of talk of celebrities, gaming influencers, and just different people all talking about esports. Uh, jam packed. It's a pretty pretty awesome schedule. What did you want to hope to accomplish over the duration of the event that allowed you to bring on all these different speakers? Um, creating an event with a, a very uh, all-encompassing North Star was um, one of our challenges, but also one of the things that really drove us here. Um, we wanted to, quote-unquote, build a better gamer. Um, and what that looked like, we wanted to attack it from as many points as possible. So we wanted to bring in uh, mainstream audiences and also the core-core gaming audiences, too. So having people like Jess Brohard and Take This as our charity um, which special, specializes in mental health awareness in the gaming industry. Um, and then also these mainstream people like the, you know athletes and rappers. Uh, we want to have one-stop destination where everyone can contribute in a way and come together and just celebrate gaming. And I got to say, um, in regards to the expanding roster that we have, um, we're always bringing new people on. It seems like last week we got a couple of additional people and – Let's say production isn't exactly happy with me for all the new people we're adding all the time. So uh, apologies to production if they're hearing this right now. <laughs> I, I feel bad. 
Hey, it's a it's a jam packed slate of different of different speakers, and production will get around to it. I think they'll be once the final product comes out, you'll be better off having those speakers. But you're right; they're probably not stoked about you right now. No, not at all. <laughs> Martin, from your side, there are a lot of brands, celebrities, and moving parts involved in this launch. Why did Uprox want to be a partner as Edge launched here? Yeah, you know, it's something that we've been discussing internally for a long time now. And as you know, our coverage of sports and the culture of sports have evolved over time. You know, it's it's one of those things that goes hand in hand. You know, they say every rapper wants to be an athlete. Every athlete wants to be a rapper. But the thing is, every athlete and rapper wants to be a gamer or is a gamer in a lot of respects. And so as we have kind of worked towards bringing our coverage up to the current state of gaming and where gaming is headed, um, seeing what Edge was hoping to accomplish, especially on the sides of mental health, which is something I personally am extremely passionate about and tends to come up a lot when I discuss anything with athletes or, or whether I've had discussions with comedians or celebrities in the past, it's something that's really close to my heart. So seeing that that was going to be a big focal point for the event, as well as the opportunity here to see these cultural crossover opportunities that you know, really seem powerful and strike a chord with what the Uprox audience is, you know, looking for and what we're trying to deliver to that audience. It, it just was such a natural pairing there. So having a chance to work with Vi and, and work with people like Kyle has been really exciting for me, as, as Kyle can attest, because we share a lot of similar beats on this and a lot of the similar passion points. So even though I don't come from the traditional traditional gaming world, the the language is, is very similar. I mean, it, it might be, you know, different dialects, so to speak, but the, the harmonious heart to this is always going to be the same. And I, I think there was, there was just a natural jumping off point. And it's, it's something that as we've gotten more and more involved in the process, you know, the, the brainstorming sessions have become you know, a lot more passionate and um, you know, the, the ideas that have come out of it have, have really been exciting for us, you know, not just as a sports vertical, but as an entire company from Uprox. Absolutely. Uprox brands itself as the culture of now. And during this pandemic, that was in quite a few ways gaming with sports on hiatus, uh, with some music coming out, but people not able to record uh, with TV and movies not always even able to come out. A lot of movie releases delayed as well. How did you see mainstream culture really focus in on gaming? Uh, I think a trend that was happening over the past two to three years, but get heightened a bit by the pandemic. Yeah, if, of anything, it's it's allowed everyone to stay connected. Um, we have a basketball vertical. It's a former Dime magazine, which is a Dime on Uprox now. Um, and as we saw early in the pandemic, players were looking for any opportunity, not just to kill time, which is a, a big problem for guys in, it, you know who have too much free time in general with 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 basketball and, and not being able to be on the court to practice, to travel, to play, was a real problem for them as they were looking for how they were going to organize their day. Gaming was such a natural extension of that, whether it was 2K, whether it was Call of Duty, whether it was Fortnite or other. You know, I've, I've seen players who've jumped on Animal Crossing and have really become addicted to that. So uh, there's, a, there's a couple of guys who play Farm Simulator um, who really, really enjoy it too. And, <laughs> yeah, and it's it's just a way to, to, to stay connected in these times. And, and just like a lot of us, you know, these athletes are human beings and, and our goal all the time is to humanize and empathize with them to show that you know, their world reflects the world that we live in and our world reflects their worldview as well. There's always going to be a bridge and, you know, a, a keyhole that you can look through to see both sides of this. And 
just as all of us have been looking for ways, whether it's Zoom or FaceTimes or house party or whatever else that we tried to use, gaming was a natural extension of that. We've seen more people join Twitch and have Twitch presences than ever before, at least from where I had been sitting on these things and trying it out. And at, at the very least, just having a headset so you can talk to people you know, or even people you've never met before. And I think that just naturally lent itself to, you know, more and more of those things becoming extremely powerful. And as we saw Overwatch and we saw Call of Duty move and migrate their things to online only events and Warzone with the power that it is, you know, really developed, it, it just, it worked, you know, it was, it was something that lent itself so much more easily to the actual experience than a lot of the other sports where, they were still tinkering or trying to figure it out or in, in, you know, the event of the NFL, it's possible that that season might not happen um, at all while basketball and MLS have, you know, come up with their bubble perspective, but it's a little bit easier to wrangle that than it is 32 teams, 53 players each with the NFL. So Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I I truly believe it's, it's that social connectivity that gaming has provided. That's really allowed it to, you know, become stronger. Um, And technology is a big part of that, but I, I truly think it's it's the sense of community that gaming can bring. And I think it really is leading to, you know, as Kyle alluded to, the the gentler gamer that the future of gaming is is in it being a bridge to the community and being inclusive and, and being something that all of us can be a part of. And that's really, really exciting to me as someone who grew up gaming and then kind of lost his way and hasn't really been a part of that world for a long time. But those beats are still there. It's just stronger than it ever has been. And I think you know, there's very, there's potential among developers, among players, among people like ourselves to really usher that into the future and, and make it something that's, that's not just mainstream, but it's something for all of us. And you can get into the, uh, the subject too, that if we're not uh, interacting with each other in person, there's something about using our virtual avatars to interact with each other and using that as a a destination point in in the world of warcraft days they used to talk about how that was the new golf and that was you know 15 years ago or so um but we've kind of reached a point where gaming is so mainstream now we just kind of accept that we interact in these spaces and so it's really cool to see that pe- like all the traffic for twitch to go up exponentially um steam games are going up people are trying different types of entertainment because what they used to use to escape maybe doesn't work anymore. So they're looking for different means of, you know, escapism, connectivity, all this types of stuff. And as Martin mentioned, we're going to see a lot more different types of uh, kind of entertainment out there for video games, relaxing games, serious games and whatnot, as we diversify the industry. It's a really exciting time to be not just a gamer, but as someone that's connected to technology too. Absolutely agree with that. Yeah. The, it's been really interesting. We mentioned the Twitch exponential growth just to add some numbers to that, just to people realize how staggering this was. Twitch had 5 billion B with a B hours watched in quarter two of 2020, which is just an absolutely absurd amount of screen time. Now, most people stuck at home impacted that, but also sports on hiatus while esports events were able to start up. Meant a lot of people were watching esports to get that competitive fix when maybe they would have been watching NBA playoffs, uh, the start of the MLB season, or something like that. 
Kyle, especially is this exciting time to be a gamer? You know, I push back on the notion that this pandemic was really good for esports. Now we've talked about how some things have seen a lot of growth, but a lot of esports companies have also struggled during this time. But specifically the mainstreaming, the celebrities starting Twitch channels. Just a few days ago, we saw Logic sign an exclusive deal with Twitch to stream video games. What is that mainstream confluence of celebrities, uh, rappers, athletes, Really, anybody who has who has a brand and is under the age of thirty five seems like they're approaching gaming in some way. Even Wade Gretzky played a played a video game uh, dur- during the spring. <laughs> so if the if the seventy year old great one can do it, I think anyone can. What does that mean as from an esports company seeing all these different celebrities come into gaming worlds? What opportunities does that open uh, for Vi esports and for esports companies at large? I think it. At a, the very basic, it, it certainly opens the door for a lot of people who may not have considered it in the past. Um, a lot of people were really surprised that NASCAR had the biggest linear. I, someone's going to maybe quote me on this oh, and say right. I'm wrong, but I think it was one of the biggest linear esports events in in history. And I think it was on ESPN too. And they were surprised that it happened. But if you look at that audience that wasn't maybe not traditionally on uh, watching esports or gaming at all and all of a sudden all these nascar people could bring almost like a one-to-one digital experience that was very representative of the nascar product to it um that really shows that there's an appetite and that people are just waiting to jump into the pool in some ways so you know with edge speaking specifically to edge we are really striving to have a win-win scenario for everyone involved and so um there was this movie I watched a long time ago called Supermensch, and it had this guy named Shep Smith, and he brought in like Alice Cooper to the music industry and all these different people. And there's a takeaway here that is very applicable. Um, the reason why he was successful in what he did was because he had all these win-win scenarios for everyone. And the way we look at Edge and the way we look at all what we're doing is we want to really raise awareness for mental health in the gaming industry. I think um, regarding certain actions that have happened in the gaming industry recently um it really shows that there's a need for this in the space we need really um good representation um we have take this as our partner to really uh i I, we're, we're really worried about being ambulance chasers um with everything happening uh obviously with covid uh um we need a lot of mental awareness people are going a little crazy being locked in all the time. I know I'm one of those people. Um, We need to increase mindfulness. So we have a lot of celebrities coming into the fold to raise awareness for these things, to bring new ideas, to bring new perspectives on things. And so we we really like to bring brands into the space in that element as well. Gaming usually has an element of toxicity related to it as a knee jerk. If you're standing in front of a brand, they a lot of the time they say we don't want to get into gaming because it has that element of toxicity to it. So we like to think of edge as the, an easy way for everyone to get into gaming on a brand level. We want everyone to kind of have a kumbaya of a coming together into gaming with celebrities, gamers, all these different people. So the way we like to see it, it's win-win for everybody involved. And so, um, we think there's a lot of potential in that. Yeah, just to piggyback off of that, I mean, I it's something we've seen at Uproxx in conversations with celebrities like Michael B. Jordan, musicians like Vince Staples, athletes like Carl Anthony Towns. You know, gaming has become an opportunity not just to flex because guys like Cat are really, really good um, at the games that they play. Devin Booker is one of the better 2K players, you know, worldwide, not just among athletes. But when you talk to these guys, 
the same language starts to come into play. And it's similar to all the language of mindfulness that gets discussed among any of the athletes that meditate. It's just a lot of these guys don't necessarily treat it the same as meditation or know that they're meditating. They're almost tricking themselves into removing themselves from the outside world and allowing themselves an opportunity to breathe and focus on something that isn't their life and isn't, you know, front of mind at all times. You know, we, we get as cluttered as we do. And the pandemic only makes that stronger. It's, it amplifies whatever feeling you're feeling is, is something that has really become, you know, more prevalent and obvious the longer this has gone on. So if you're feeling good, it's easy for that to kind of amplify and extend outward. But if you're feeling small, if you're feeling depressed, if you're feeling like everything is closing in, it's really difficult to remove yourself from that. So having that outlet and having that other world, as T-Pain once called it to me, um, you know, it's really, really beneficial for these guys because, you know, the practice of mindfulness, the practice of meditation isn't for everyone, but to be able to jump in um, to Fortnite and, and play a campaign or to, to play Call of Duty and to have, you know, a very small amount of time that's devoted to this act that's not related at all to anything that you need to focus on in your day-to-day life is really, really powerful, especially for those individuals that, you know, maybe don't have that chance or are used to being treated as, you know, these, these Uber individuals, these people who, you know, have posters on people's walls. Well, if we're able to showcase that these people are fighting the same battles we are, and they're open about it and they're honest about it, then it gives a voice to those who maybe are afraid to think of saying those things out loud or admitting to that, or maybe worry that, you know, what they're feeling isn't a universal experience. It's a very, very local and individualized experience. But if somebody that you follow believes this, just like how DeMar DeRozan and and Kevin Love coming out, uh, you know, publicly about their mental health battles has done so much, um, you know, for, mental health awareness. I I think we can do the same thing with gaming. And and I think it provides an opportunity to pivot gaming for the future as as, as a very powerful entity without all of the underlying um, toxicity, as Kyle mentioned, you know, that that has really plagued the industry in the past and has kept people like myself from maybe wanting to dive all in and, and, you know, explore this space as much as now I I feel as excited to do so. Yeah. And edge, initially came about because we were just kind of spitballing some ideas um one thing that's great about vise we have really incredible investors that allow us to pivot with the very quickly evolving esports and gaming industries and we were just kind of sitting around one day and we were just thinking about we wish we had a lot of tools um what what tools would we have wished to have at the beginning of our career and so we were talking to people each internally and our friends about this and we wish we would have heard more advice from the pros. We wish we would have had like resume tips. Um, we wish we would have heard different things in esports that are very common now. Like for example, um, I'm learning a lot as I'm putting this together and I'm talking to all our different speakers. Um, GamerDoc specifically, uh, we had a chat a, a few days ago and, and she just blew my mind about how different um, foods can actually help you out in your gameplay. And and it, if they're recommending certain foods for an esports athlete that is going to be different than an nfl athlete like for example she mentioned foods high in glucose are very important to eat uh when you're when you're uh, about to get into a long gameplay session and limiting your gameplay session to maybe only two hours so how do we min max these things and then also getting the perspective of celebrities as they're doing this what is the 
a POV that they have as professionals in this space too, from different disciplines, um, whether it's the musicians, what can the gaming industry learn from people like YB and Namir? What can gaming learn from Cam Aikman, Cam Akers and Derwin James as well? So um, having all these different experts come together and with their experiences to really, forgive me here, um, you're, everyone's going to groan, but level up your life a little bit in gaming. So, <laughs> but that's, that's kind of the essence of it. Don't worry, I'll add a groan in to the to the <laughs> podcast and post. No, I, I absolutely agree with you. And I'm really glad that more people are talking about mental health. I had Jason Lake, CEO of Complexity, on this podcast a few months ago, really talking about how mental health is the most important thing with him and his players and physical health as well, of course. Uh, and in this one, you have GamerDoc talking, but you also have Team Liquid talking about how mental health uh, is important and how gamers can improve it. And I think, Martin, you mentioned how gaming is an escape from everything that's going on in the world. I think that's why it's really increasingly important to make these fun spaces that don't that aren't plagued by such toxicity. As for, for many of us, this is our one escape into other worlds. And to see that toxicity seep back in to the gaming world, is that sucks. I, I, I want gaming to be an escape. Uh, so I think it's really good to see that there are events focused on this, that esports organizations are focused on this as well. What role do you think people who, people, esports companies and influencers in esports should play in really making sure we improve mental health? You know, there's been really sad instances over the last two, three weeks in the gaming world directly related to, to mental health and toxicity in gaming. Uh, what can we do to be better about it? Yeah, I'll let Kyle, I'll let Kyle weigh in as well um, on this because I, I think his point of view is, is very valuable here. But at, at least from what I've seen, I think, you know, the, the role that a, a platform like Uprox can play is in, you know, really taking away the stigma of, of what battles people are fighting, whether that's publicly between, you know, celebrities, musicians, athletes, etc., or through the gamers themselves who a lot of whom are now developing a voice. You know, it's really difficult for someone 16 to 22 to be self-aware in the first place. I mean, I, I remember you, you try to come up with a lot of rationalizations for why you're feeling the way that you're feeling, and you don't necessarily have words to put towards the feelings that you have. And it takes, you know, a lot of reflection and a lot of discipline to do so. But I've noticed that the kids that are coming up more and more when you have conversations with them, you know, I spent some time with the Chicago Huntsman in, in Dallas back when we could still travel and, and do things like that. And, you know, it was, it's really interesting hearing these guys, you know, discuss what their day-to-day -day lives are like, but also the mindset and what they're dealing with, whether it's weight issues, whether it's depression, whether it's, you know, body image issues, whether it's just not feeling comfortable or confident in who you are as an individual. And I think the constant barrage of content that these guys are forced to, to come up with sometimes can seem like a negative thing, but it also can develop a lot of confidence, just like Toastmasters used to for the professional um, realm, where if you had a fear of public speaking, the best way to get over it was to do some public speaking. So for these guys to develop their own voice and to, you know, show showcase their sense of humor and who they are as people, it, it allows you to develop that self-confidence that, while in the game, you're, you're a pro and you're one of the best out there, but as a person, you still have the same doubts, scares, worries, and, and nagging, plaguing thoughts that 
anyone else who's sitting day to day, whether they're in a cubicle or whether in a high school classroom is having. And so to see your favorite gamers exploring that coupled with to seeing your favorite athletes and favorite musicians, you know, exploring these things, I think really removes that stigma and allows us to talk about it the same way we talk about the weather, the same way we would talk about finances. You know, you need that power to be removed from that and to be given to us for those things to start to change and to be better. And in a world where everything is on display, why shouldn't this be on display too? Because then you're not, you're never truly alone. You're never really fighting that battle by yourself. And I think once that is, that key is held and in hand, there's really no limit to the power of what gaming and, and really any, any public facing entities can do. It's something that we desperately need to work on, just like a lot of other issues, not just in this industry, but but worldwide, nationally. And and this is one that I think ties to so many of the other problems that we have societally. And, and that's why I'm so excited about you know the opportunity to to get into these things, whether it's a panel discussion or it's one on one interviews. How do, how do I follow that? That's a great that's a great answer. Um, no, but <laughs> uh, one of the things that um... I like to do, I've, I've worked with brands for a few years in this space, and um, you look at a lot of different things that are happening, like in society, sociopolitically, um, obviously with COVID, and especially in our own gaming industry, too. Um, I, there's a lot of there's a lot of problems that we see all around us. And I think brands right now, um, they obviously have an obligation to get involved in some way. And to, you know, all this research shows that everyone's looking for brands to do something. Um, it's more of an obligation now to do it, to do something smart than to sit idly by. So uh, I like to t- tell a lot of brands too that I want to use their money to enrich my industry and what I love is gaming. So I think that um, you look at the, like American Eagle stepping up to the plate for this one, I think it's it's a great opportunity and I can't thank them enough for taking a chance on us on this Edge event. Um, for speaking specifically to the health and, and mental awareness and development side of things, I think that there everything deserves an you know an equal and opposite reaction. And I think as all these societal societal pressures cave in on us a little bit, it's our duty to push against that with as much force as we possibly can. Um, and part of that is providing young people the tools that they need to succeed. Um, you're seeing mental health awareness drop. You're seeing. Um, a lot of people feel lonely, as Martin said, um, and I think it's our responsibility as also people that have been in the space for a while to uplift the next generation and to really help them out and help find their way. And like I said earlier, give them opportunities that we didn't have before, share information that we have learned and really arm them so that they can go out there and, and excuse me here, uh, kick a lot of butt. I'm going to try not to swear yeah, as much, swear. but um, in their career kick ass in their futures. Thank you. Um, but yeah, that we're, we're really keen on that. And so, uh, I, again, again, I got to stress that American Eagle think thanks to them for, for taking this chance on us and doing this and getting take this involved was huge for us too. So, um, the, the outpouring support in the industry that we've had so far from phase clan and from team liquid and all of our other partners really shows that this is something that we need right now. Um, and we're really, really excited to scale this up and to move forward in bigger and better ways. Absolutely. I think the event, you know, uh, I have to assume that if there was not a pandemic going on, it'd be an event that was held in person. And 
having those types of events that are, you know, it's very rooted in LA to the two players from the LA football teams. Uh, all the schools are in Southern California. Those types of events, which allows gaming to move beyond the house. Like we don't, we don't talk about the stereotype of uh, they're locked in their basement because that's not really true. But it is true that gaming <laughs> generally happens almost always at your own house. And while you're talking to people, you're still not getting face-to-face interaction. And we all know, being people who are on the internet for more than 10 minutes, anytime people are anonymous, they're going to be more toxic. So anytime you could get an event that brings all these people together, shows that celebrities are approaching this, really has frank discussions about mental health, I think is really good for gamers as a whole. Uh, And just to have any sort of community-based event where they can go and, and explore their hobby and get outside of the house and meet other people who are passionate about it, I think will have a really positive impact. On mental health in general. Yeah, agreed. And that we were going to do uh, an event in person uh, earlier this year in about Q1. And unfortunately, COVID happened and we were unable to do that. And as eventually in the year 2050, when we're all in flying cars, when we this finally <laughs> lifts, um, we're hoping to open up to do uh, smaller scale, scale events. Um, think of it like Comic Con at a local level. Um, we're really excited to galvanize these local communities so that people can come out and see each other, their favorite influencers, um, their athletes at play. Uh, I think with the Henry Cavill video specifically, it really showed that gaming isn't in the basement and everybody plays. Um, It's weird. Uh, Excuse me. um, With talking to Zoomers and younger people, I mean, this really kind of shows my age here, but a lot of younger people couldn't believe that they're is ever a time when people were bullied for liking games because it's it's a silly idea right like why would you ever be bullied for watching movies or tv shows or listening to music i mean that's kind of where we're at now with games so the stigma is really if you have that stigma towards games you're either not cool or you're dating yourself in a really uncool way so it feels good to be at that point with gaming history now Absolutely. Yeah, it's become what the cool kids are doing. Everyone's playing video games at this point. If you go into any uh, school or you talk to parents or you talk to teachers, they just going to tell you their class is obsessed with dance. Even Fortnite. People weren't even playing Fortnite. They were doing the dances. It had a really massive impact on <laughs> Western adoption of gaming. You saw Ninja on late night shows. And it sort of was like, what are, what are the moments that gaming's had over the last two years? And again, heightened by the pandemic is all these people were involved in gaming. They were gamers. One of my favorite quotes ever was from Michael B. Jordan, who Martin mentioned at the top. I talked with him for an ad week article uh, in late 2019. And, he, and I asked about Call of Duty. He's like, oh, anybody who knows me knows Call of Duty. That's my shit. I was like, that's about <laughs> it. Like, this is just something that's fun for these guys like everyone is playing these games he's from that generation and even though he's a massive movie star he still loves playing call of duty because we all love playing call of duty and so i thought that really encapsulated a lot of things just yeah it's awesome gaming's fun it really is and we have to make sure that we don't um we're not we don't act as gatekeepers in it and you know if someone wants to play Red Dead Redemption and be cowboys with their friends not saying i do that almost every (laughs) night but you know I might. Um, or if someone wants to sit on farming simulator and tend to their crops each night. Cool, man. You're welcome in the gaming community. Do your thing. Uh, that's that's where we're at now. That gaming is so diverse now. And, you know, I look back at some of the games. 
that we had like moon patrol and atari and whatnot and god i'm dating myself here too but you know i can kind of see why some people had this look at it and they were like oh that's pretty dorky you know you're seeing pixels on the screen but now we have photorealistic the next generation's coming up um we're having all these different uh game experiences out there i just bought a game called necro barista on steam that just came out today it is exactly what it is yeah i know i could go into an hour about indie games and stuff but long story short i'm totally with that i'm I'm cool with michael b jordan talking about all these things um yeah sorry martin i didn't mean to talk over you. no it's totally okay (laughs) i was just basically gonna say a very similar thing which is like i think the the rise of steam and the indie gaming um revolution essentially is is really so powerful here that you can see something like untitled goose game taking over you know everyone's timeline for a few days or you know any of the you know what's stardew valley is that the name i I butcher everything all the time but i you know games like that where the world is what's important it's task oriented and it's a way to kind of trick yourself into doing habits that you wouldn't necessarily do on your own and when you take pride in something and even if it's your own little small world and we saw that with minecraft too it's like so funny how kids responded to minecraft when those same kids don't want to do their chores and don't want to put things away like and and yet they turn around and they're building these like epic universes and building you know replica to scale models of the millennium falcon and it's like well no you take ownership and you take pride in this it's very similar to having your first fish or your first dog that, you know, these are things that you learn responsibility from, you learn ownership, you learn confidence, you learn values, and then everything builds beyond that. And so it's it's really fun, you know, tricking adults into doing the same thing and reinforcing those values that you need to as a kid. And it's not the same as just like jumping into Skyrim and playing for 3000 hours as it used to be where you could get made fun of for doing that a few years ago. Now it's pretty much fair game. I love this. Um, there's this uh, guy in academia, Gimme Academia. His name is Ian Bogost, um, super smart guy, writes a lot of interesting books on it. But he was talking a while back about how he was introducing his kids to debt through Animal Crossing and Tom <laughs> Nook. And it's it's a hilarious concept. But if you actually think about it, it's like, yeah, I know a lot of people that they hate Tom Nook because of that. And it's like, OK, then you should also hate debt in real life. Right. You see what I'm picking up? Anyway, um, back to Edge itself. Uh so we're talking all about this, about how gaming has grown and, and about how there's all these this diversity and everyone of all ages is playing. It's really funny that um, the industry has matured this much, yet a lot of articles are still being written in this day and age about uh, uh, brands getting involved in the space. Like, is 2020 the year that brands get involved with esports or in gaming in general? And this is something that it seems people have been talking about for five to 10 years at the very least. And with Edge, um, it, we don't want to be like a one-stop solution for that, but we we definitely want brands to come aboard with our purpose um, in that we are positivity. We are really trying to help each other out. It's a kumbaya thing, and we really want to be welcoming to different people and then also employing their dollars to kind of enrich this gaming space and to build something meaningful, lasting and long-term. I better hope brands keep coming into esports. That's my whole shtick with ad week. So if they, uh, if that stops <laughs> happening, I'm in trouble. So <laughs> no, it's, it's really great. And these, again, the mainstreaming of it is, is huge. People, a lot of brands wanted to get into gaming. It's always what I talk about. It's like, you know, we've been looking at this since 2015, trying to figure it out. Maybe toxicity caused an issue. Maybe, uh, some of the violent games caused them to, to hold up. 
But over the last few months, and I've talked with quite a few esports organizations who have said this, is like there's been a massive uptick in brands reaching out and also brands exploring strategies, seeing that gaming is a pretty bulletproof place to put a brand. Uh, even as a pandemic happens and gaming just skyrockets, it's like, okay, wait, this is everything else is entirely uh, messed up right now. Gaming has still been able to operate. It's interesting. There's still a lot of education that goes along with it. But as I think people who are gamers keep rising up to the ranks of CMO and places like that, we're going to see a lot more gaming activations as they understand the space and understand the value in the space. American Eagle is a great partner. I actually don't remember seeing them do much in esports. Is this an initial activation for them? Something like that? I can't speak to that um, personally, but I know it's the, the first time that, that we've had anything with them um, in the gaming space. So I, I, I don't feel like that's a, a move that they've made previously, but it seems like one that they're very excited about um, in, in the conversations among that team that, you know, it's it's a really great opportunity and a great jumping off point for a lot of the same things that, that Kyle was mentioning. Um, you know, it's, it's a way to allow brands to, join the movement and join this conversation as you said mitch where it's not the same conversation we were having five years ago it's not the same esports it's not the same gaming world that we were in five years ago and and this is a change that was desperately needed um and also has come you know in a reckoning and in a lot of other various um industries and a lot of various verticals that we've had in the past and i just think that you know gaming has had that opportunity to kind of jump and and basically use the the Mario you know time time flute to skip a few of the levels that some of the other um, you know industries have have maybe struggled to beat um, at times and you know we've seen this in the NBA and I can speak specifically to the NBA's um, experiences where you know you had an NBA in the early two thousands late nineties that is barely recognizable between how it is right now. Um, and in that time post Jordan, where they were kind of looking for an identity, I think gaming was looking for an identity too, but what has allowed it is the openness and frankness of the discussion, the ability for personalities to be showcased and individuality to be something that's really keen and focused on. And then as we've all discussed that the willingness of brands to attach their names to it, to amplify that discussion and to increase the platform, I think, you can, you can have success without the brands um, on board, but these things need to be funded. And, you know, for a long time, money was just poured into the NFL hole um, with sports. But the NFL, you know, has its own set of problems. It was typically just treated as this sanitized thing where people wanted to eat chicken wings and drink beer and then watch the game. And it, it lost a lot of that sense of individuality. It's slowly starting to get itself back to that. And, and we're seeing big changes now, but it's funny because it's behind the NBA. It's fi- it's behind MLS. It's behind esports in, in that progress that they've already had those discussions. They've already made those changes and it's their time. And it, it, you know, it's, it's more scalable. It's probably a little bit less, you know, important to have the big gigantic investments. That's, that's something as massive as the NFL would have needed. And NASCAR is a very good example of that, where they kind of had similar downswing. Um, and now they're looking for ways to scale back a little bit and really focus on the personalities of the drivers. And again, esports came into play there with, with iRacing, where you saw a chance to see your drivers doing this in their own homes. And so you felt a, a deeper connection to those drivers. I just think, you know, brands now have this opportunity and this, this appreciation for where this thing is headed 
And it's not just going to be about throwing money at it because it's cool. It's about finding these very specific investments that enhance the quality of your product, but enhance the quality of the, the messaging behind that, which is what I think the edge event is, is, is all about. So, yeah. And you're seeing, um, I love the, the pool metaphor for gaming too, like you know, with brands, it's, you have all these different brands that are sitting outside the pool and wondering if the water is warm. Well, there are people, some people in there jumping into the pool and it's almost like they're not telling anybody that it's warm because they get the whole pool to themselves. <laughs> and I think you're seeing a lot of that um, happen in gaming. There's a lot of people who very secretly behind closed doors are talking about their, you know, 10 X return on, in, on esports, and they're not doing necessarily a lot of articles because, or they're not speaking out on it because they have the pick of the litter. They can go anywhere they want and do a lot of different things. And there's some brands that are doing specifically that. Um, but I, I relish the opportunity or the time when we get to the industry, when I don't have to, go to a uh you know a bunch of brand leads and explain to them what gaming and esports is and it's not because i don't like that i actually very much enjoy those chats it's the hunger and the eagerness of these people to understand what they don't know is it's humbling and it's it's a fun it's just a fun thing to do to always uh be that representation for gaming uh i say i relish the opportunity i don't have to do it because then it'll really signify a big moment in gaming history when we when these people who are writing the checks grew up with games um, we're seeing that a little bit for the first time now with gen x having kids and um, millennials starting to have kids too and, and get in that place of power um, if you think about it gen x was really the first generation to really grow up with games and pass it down to their kids too um, to boomers to some degree but it was really gen x that really did this so um, we're, we're seeing these types of things happen all over gaming and whatnot right now. So I think in the next five, 10 years, um, you're going to see these interesting strategies blow up. Like Martin said, um, you're going to have people trying different uh, things in this space, um, working with publishers, developers, um, companies like Vi to find their place in the industry and lock out different categories and lock out competitions basically because they're first to arrive and to do it in a smart way. So um, on the agency's perspective and as someone working with it, it's very exciting. Um, and like I said before, and I keep saying it's great because American Eagle and other brands just want to enrich the space and be like, how can I improve? How can I do something that matters? Absolutely. It's a space that has a ton of opportunity and we're seeing really cool innovations. MasterCard, a great example of getting the in-game banners in League of Legends. Riot Games really making a lot of steps to make this a very welcoming space for brands. And then other companies like Vi Esports, uh, making sure that brands have an entry point into esports and it's not such a walled off endemic area that it was in the past. So I want to wrap up this show. I know you guys have an event in two days that you probably have to plan for. I don't want to take too much of your time, but I do want to run through the schedule real quick just so people know what to expect if they want to watch the event. So again, uh, this Saturday, the 25th, starting at noon PT to 5 p.m. PT. We start off with the introduction with Jess Brohard and GamerDoc talking about mental health. 12.15, we have FaZe Clan talking about influencer marketing. If you're interested in influencer marketing, you need to hear from FaZe because they are the most successful esports organization at that front and just drive a massive media network. 12.45, you have Team Liquid talking esports. Uh, that covers training like a pro esports athlete, eating healthy, and again, mentally focused, mental health. 
at 1.30, we're touching on college esports, something we're very excited about here at Esports Network with an announcement upcoming. This talk will be with UCLA, USC, UC Irvine about gaming esports programs from top LA universities. It's actually UC Irvine that's the most prestigious of those three schools in the esports space, but I'm sure UCLA and USC are trying to catch up quickly. At 2.30, you have game design with, oh, I'm going to butcher her name, Leanne Lumb uh, with Riot Games. Uh, she's one of the top game designers of the world. She'll probably be talking League of Legends and also Valorant. And then wrapping it up, you have some of the mainstream celebrities, sports and gaming with Derwin James from the LA Chargers and Cam Makers, our new running back for the LA Rams and on my Dynasty football team. Excited for Cam. <laughs> and you have a matted showcase between Derwin and Cam. Going to be heated. And finally, music and gaming with YBN Namir uh, with Atlantic Records. And he'll be talking, I'm sure, about uh, a lot of the things that have happened in the music and gaming world, including Travis Scott's Fortnite concert, for example, which drove a ton of viewership. Riot Games partnership with Warner Music. That they've been delivering some really cool content around with around Warner Music. Warner Music also owns Uproxx, so I know that's something that uh, our partners here are probably interested in as well. You know, if we had more time, I think I could have talked to you guys for an hour and a half. I would have talked a little bit more about this intersection of music and esports. But I want to let you both sign off a little bit. Martin, can we start with you? Could you plug your personal social channels, this event, anything else I missed? I'll just I'll, I'll plug our gaming coverage, which I think has has made you know really impressive strides over the last nine months or so, and especially since the turn of 2020. Um, really smart looks at you know the future of gaming and where we're headed, as well as conversations with some of you know your favorite artists, you know whether it's musicians, celebrities, or or athletes, um, you know in that space, and and we're really just trying to prove it, prove out and and push the idea that that gaming is for everyone, whether you're at home um, playing by yourself, whether you're someone who, who needs that two hours after work, um, you know, after a, a long day of Zooms and conference calls, or if you're someone like Damian Lillard who just needs to plug in and play games for a little while, um, those those outlets are there for you. And, you know, I, I think it's going to make the world a little bit smaller. Um, I'm not really as focused on my social channels right now as I was previously, but you know, check out Uprox Gaming and, and check out all the work that we're doing on sports and at Dime as, as well from the basketball standpoint, because there's a lot of crossover and a lot of bleed um, from the gaming world into those spheres. And those those worlds are, are going to be one um, someday. There they're, they're aren't going to be silos. And I think that day is coming really soon. And it's a day that I'm really, really excited about as someone who grew up in the gaming world um, and kind of lost his way a little bit and is, is finding it again. So that's kind of all I got. Awesome. Big shout out to Dime. Huge fan of the magazine growing up. I was a huge basketball fan. And also big shout out to Damian Lillard. I'm a hometown Portland kid. So if you're going to mention Lillard, I can't can't not talk about it. You mentioned at the top how about how every athlete wants to be a rapper. And every rapper wants to be an athlete. And they all want to be gamers. Damian Lillard is the only one that's all three. I almost said it at the top, but I was like, ah, we'll, we'll save the Damian Lillard fan fest for later. But he's a rapper, an athlete, and a gamer. Shout out to Dame. Yeah, at Kyle. this point, we all want to be Damian Lillard, honestly. <laughs> so I do. I do, personally. <laughs> Kyle, to you, can you wrap up, talk a little bit about Vi Esports, uh, some of the other things you have planned for Edge going forward, and also uh, just talk about this event a little bit more. Yeah, uh, Vi Esports, we got a lot going on right now. Um, we're working on a lot of different projects. We got another announcement um, on the content side that's coming out soon. Uh, just keep Googling us every single day of your life because we're going to have new stuff all the time. <laughs> um, 
the edge uh look for that too we're going to be scaling that out in a big way thanks to all our sponsors as well and uh i don't want to shout out my social channels but i do want to call attention to take this um go and uh, check them out on social they're the premier mental health organization and games they've been a fantastic partner for edge across the board um i really firmly believe in their cause and uh finally one more thing is just Go out there and play. Just play anything. Um, gaming's wonderful. Gaming's expanding. It may not be what you think it is. Um, it's a it's a wild, wacky, weird, and very <laughs> sentimental and cherished industry. So it's evolving all the time. Just find a game, start playing, ask people about it, talk about it, love it. I love it. I love using the plug uh, chance to talk about a charity. Big shout out to that. It's a, it's a great thing for you to do. I'll be linking the charity down in the bio of this podcast. You want to learn more about it, go check that link down below. So this was Martin Rickman, the editorial director for Dime and Uproxx Sports. Thank you, Martin. And it was also Kyle Augustin Stock, the creative director of Vi Esports. Great talking to you, both of you. Be sure to tune in on July 25th at edgelive.gg or the Twitch channels for Uprox at GameStop. Thank you all for listening. I'll be back uh, later this week with another podcast. We're talking about Xset, the new esports organization from three executives at FaZe Clan that's focused on diversity and inclusion. We'll have some of their leadership team on the podcast. You can expect that one to go live on Friday. So be on the lookout for that one as well.